I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to another episode of All by the Popcorn. I'm Emily. And I'm Alessandra. And today we are going to talk about... The Queen's Gambit, the new Netflix show that is uh, that is all the rage right now. All the rage. I've literally never heard anybody say anything bad about this show. <laughs> I've, I've, you know, I go on the internet a lot and people are just like, wow, this is how you do TV right. Yeah, and I, I get a lot of my movie and show news from you, and uh, and and I believe you. Like, like if if Alessandro tells me that everyone's saying great things, everyone loves this show, I also in turn go to people and say, everyone loves this show. <laughs> it's because I trust you, and you know, it, with with good reason. Um, the creator Scott Frank is also the creator of that awesome miniseries Godless that I know oh, that you watched so and I really so enjoyed, good. and that was very good and. Um, just, I mean, I would expect something just as high quality like this move, like this show. I mean, it was so well done and such great drama throughout every episode and then weaving through the whole entire series. Um, but not just the writing. I mean, it was everything about it. Yeah. The, the production design, the, the acting, like, like. Anya did did such a great job. Like she's she's such a beautiful alien and she's like just yeah. so like she's so mesmerizing to look at. And just the fact that um and and um Elizabeth is or Beth is like so quirky and weird. Um <laughs> And it's just, it's just very, it's, and and they're even just able to make chess exciting. Like the fact (laughs) that, which I don't know much about chess. I'm sure there are a lot of chess lovers out there. I probably played chess like maybe once or twice in my lifetime. I'm, I'm not, I'm not into it, but, but this, this made it interesting. This made chess very interesting to me. Yeah. I think there was a a lot of visual ways that they did that, you know, but while, while having her like do it on the ceiling and watching the way that she reacts um and the way everybody reacts to every move um watching their hands move across the board you know you'd think you'd get tired of something like that but every time was so exciting and interesting and had a different flavor you know from the next one and it's just how i mean how do you even do that like it's it's so difficult to um, especially like even an adaptation like this to get something that um you know concrete from your your actors and and your design and your your like music like to make it feel that you like every tone of every game you know it's just it, it's so intriguing and so interesting and you just want her to win you know and it, it's great i love it it's we watched it over the course, like, together, and that was great. I really enjoyed watching it with you. 
Yeah, probably over the course of like a month. Like it, it took us a bit to watch it. Um, we would we would probably watch like an episode or two a week. Um, but s- some weeks we just wouldn't even watch it just because you know both of us are so busy. Um, but uh, t- you know every time every time e- even if like a whole week had passed or you know a week and a half had passed, I still we would start an episode and I would be just as engaged and uh, and and yeah I I like that the. Like, they, it was very chess-heavy, and of course, I didn't always know what they were talking about. You know, they talk about past players and different move names and different, like, processes and strategies and stuff, which which was all very good to get, because I know nothing about chess. And and just and just them them speaking to me as if I know something about chess, but me not knowing anything was, was very, was, was very nice. I, I liked that. <laughs> like, I didn't know what was happening, but I liked that they did it. Yeah, I... They sometimes explained it, but it's good that they didn't explain to you how to play chess. You know, like... Right, yeah. Th- they... Like, even after watching this, I still don't know how to play chess. But, you know, it's... it's That's fine. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, they really just kind of talked about it. And I feel like they didn't... They didn't make the audience feel like they were stupid. You know, they just... They... they which is what I love about shows. They, they make the person figure it out. Like the the watcher, the viewer, the audience, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Th- yeah, they allow you to kind of decode it and enjoy it for what it is instead of handing information to you on a plate. You know, like they visualized things so that it was a little bit less clear and so that you can enjoy it because you're thinking about the way Von, or the way Anya um, reacts to things, or the way you know Benny talks to her, or you know, just like. Or her other friend, um, uh, Harry Beltic, you know, the way that he talks to her and like the, yeah. you know, you're, you're kind of analyzing performances as well. And it doesn't necessarily hold your hand, you know, like some other things do. And I, I really hate it when, when things hold your hand and, and present to you things very clearly. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and kind of looking at Beth in like more more of a deeper way like her character is so complex like not like just in terms of her upbringing Mm -hmm. and her life life experiences and then as well as her career path like Mm -hmm. the fact that she chose chess she's obviously very smart um and you know she takes a liking to chess very quickly and you know she you know she lost her parents she grew up in an orphanage Mm -hmm. and then you know finally got adopted by someone who probably wasn't in the best mental capacity to really adopt a child Mm -hmm. um and then losing her rather quickly and then like kind of kind of becoming this like child star almost kind of in a in a very in a very stressful and complex career path like it's it's very in it was very fun watching beth converse with people because you know she probably doesn't have the best like social uh social skills and um and just really the the i don't know the responsibility of of the career path that she's chosen like she's still very young when she becomes very Mm -hmm. uh popular in chess and Mm -hmm. famous basically and you know it's it's she's a great character she's a really great character yeah she definitely has a lot of shades to her and it's like so cleverly explored starting as a child and starting where she came from and seeing 
her demeanor even before she learned chess. And it kind of reminded me and it kind of struck me that she might be on the spectrum in some way because she has a really hard time with social cues and yes. she she's just very, very, very focused. And it, you know, and I think in adding to the factor that she's a woman and that like autism represent like presents itself differently in women and people don't really notice it as clearly. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that, I think that because she's a woman, we, we see her and we connect to her because she's surrounded by men and she's just so different, but she's also different from fellow women, like you said. So she's just so, she just has, she's so singular in her, in her mental state. We see it so clearly. That's just a very well done writing for a character. Um, it's incredible. Yeah, and how, you know, in the beginning of the show, she seems almost unfeeling mm-hmm. um, at some points, but then, you know, she, she comes to find chess and she comes to find people that she can, uh, you know, hang out with and trust and, and like, mm-hmm. and and kind of seeing how she eventually shows affection for people um, is was really interesting as well. I really liked the the people that we were introduced to um pretty much everybody in this show is is british mm-hmm. um but i really loved seeing recurring characters in this we've got harry beltic is recurring um benny watts played by thomas brody sangster is also recurring um and then we have like that guy um the one that she kind of she has, she has a crush on um oh towns towns i you know i i didn't really put it together but i I think Towns is gay, and I I think that we kind of saw that a little bit when she went into his room, but it's, it yeah, wasn't exactly clear, and it was kind of like at the end we were like unsure if they, like they were just going to be friends, and that was just the way it was, but she kept seeing him as like the one that got away, you know? Yeah, which, yeah, he which he never really brought up, um, but yes, the, um, it definitely was a very small nod to him possibly being gay and then at the very end when they're kind of chatting and you know he says he wants to be he wants to be Beth's friend right yeah um so I don't know I mean it's she obviously had feelings for him but we really just never got around to seeing how that played out but she also had feelings for the other men in her life for for harry and for benny and in their own ways you know and it's like but she she had those kind of like connections with them and we even saw with harry that he really did care about her he goes to her when she's you know at a low in her life when she's like you know a little drinking too much and is you know hooked on those pills um we we see her like somebody like Harry actually caring and, and going to her and saying you need help, you know, um, and and Benny calling her and saying you know maybe you should you shouldn't be alone, um, and it's yeah. it's kind of interesting that we develop these relationships with these like kind of men who are also in a, in a sense feeling like they're outsiders too because like chess is such a singular game. And it's also very, like, it, it seems like they're, they're cool kids in the chess community, but they're kind of, like, uncool outside of the chess community. You know, it's like, 
who <laughs> yeah they form like these kind of these kind of clicks and then yeah i kind of liked the conversation they brought up with chess like especially when the russians kind of came into it where they were kind of, where they were saying you know the russians they work together they want they they want to see each other win mm-hmm. and they really don't see each other as competition where yeah. um in america and in other countries as well they really just see your your chess your chess partner as your opponent and your opponent only Mm-hmm. Um, so I, so that also made it just all the, all the more fantastic when, you know, Benny and Harry really reached out to Beth to really try and help her because she was, she was going to make it to the top and, but she just <laughs> really needed some, she needed some direction yeah, and uh, she needed some, she needed some strategies. I, yeah, it was so satisfying the ending of the show. It was it really was incredible, and and just having all the the guys on the phone at the end, including the twins, it just was so satisfying and so great to see it. Um, yeah, I I love the performances. I loved all the British people in the show. <laughs> There's like every single person in it was like British. <laughs> um, they they basically like. The creators were like, let's see if we can throw on these great British actors, try to make them do American accents convincingly. I'm sure people who don't know anything about these actors probably don't think they're British. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, the the American accents were, were very spot on. I mean, <laughs> could have fooled me, for sure. Yes. Um, yeah. What, so. what was your favorite... What was your favorite favorite outfit that she wore (laughs) i had so many oh my god um oh that's a really hard one let me look at these these pictures um i'm trying to like find some she's got on like a lot of they said that like the costume design that there's they wanted to make her wear a lot of checkers and things like that just like the the chessboard she wears like hound's tooth and she wears like um, she was plaid. Yeah, a lot of plaid. Um, I like her outfit when she's in Paris. I think her hair looks amazing. She's got, like, kind of longer hair when she's in Paris, so it's kind of going to her shoulders at that point, and she's wearing, like, a, a turtleneck and a, and a skirt. Oh, my God, her outfits were... Everything was so great. Like I would I would watch this over again to be honest because I just enjoyed it so much. <laughs> like watching every second of it. Yeah, and like and watching her outfits kind of like evolve over time cuz cuz yeah, she gets she gets told that she's a very um what is it? A very glamorous chess player, mm-hmm. which I'm sure, you know, with with a with the industry being mainly um male dominated you see just like kind of a lot of suits and stuff which you know suits Mm -hmm. suits can be very exciting um uh but um i kind of like watching kind of how she switches it up there's this really cute like button dress that she wears uh while she's in vegas like the sleeves are just like buttoned to the like little straps i see Mm -hmm. that she she wears it when she plays the the boy the russian boy Mm -hmm. um I remember liking her dresses a lot when she was in Russia. She wore like, I remember the green one, like the the dark green. Yes, that is uh, a velvety yeah. looking one with and like then, the like, a v, black and white one, the V neck kind of thing. She she wears a lot of like 
wide neck shoulder V's. You know? Yeah. I, I also love, like, her hairband moment that she has when she trains with Benny. She just, like, is always <laughs> wearing a headband and, like, a and, like a collared, like, shirt and, like, and jeans. She even, like, goes into wearing, like, pants. Yeah. I love it. I'm looking at a picture like, of one of them where she, I think she was at Russian school or something, and she's got a, like, a navy blue skirt with buttons down the side, um, and then, like, this really cute center v shirt with like billowy billowy arms it is just so fucking cute if i could wear every single thing she wears in this in this show i mean can you imagine having a wardrobe like this i i i can and i can't and the fact that (laughs) and the fact that i can't is just it it infuriates me i know don't you remember we were watching, like, the last episode, and I was like, oh, that dress, that makes me so angry. I know, it's, like, so beautiful that it just, you, you can't, you're mad at it. It's, it's like this, I'm, this. I'm mad. I'm so mad that I love it so much, and that I just, <laughs> and that I, I just, I can't, I can't function. I know. I'm so mad. So, so pe- mad. people were saying that, obviously, this is a really good representation of, um, what it's like to have a drug addiction, um, substance abuse. And I, I mean, I've seen that it's kind of bringing up some conversations about it as well, because typically it's shown as something that isn't, is like curable easily. And it, it seemed like for this girl, it's like curable that it took her a really long time to accept her, desire for those the tranquilizer pills and the the alcohol like coming to terms with that yeah i kind of wish we did get some more like heavy withdrawal Mm -hmm. things because you know she's she'd obviously had the problem since she she obviously had the addiction since she was in the orphanage um Mm -hmm. it started very young and and you know it just seemed like when she went to benny to start training with him he was just like all right no drugs, no drinking, and she was like, okay. And, like, I don't know if she was, like, slipping stuff on the side without him knowing. Like, you would think she would be because she was she was handling it very well. Mm-hmm. Like, very well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we really, we, we get that, we get that definite spiral um, when she comes back uh, from, like, after her mother died, her, her, uh, her adopted mother dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, like, buys the house because the husband's, like, an asshole. <laughs> yes. And, like, and, and she, like, she, like, doesn't have tournaments for a bit. She's, like, she, like, doesn't know what to do with herself. Um, so we kind of have, like, that spiraling moment. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's also hard to tell how much time had kind of passed. I mean, I, I know it's yeah. definitely, like, a cut, like, quite a few years. Like, I don't really yeah. know what age she is by the end of this. It's It's a little hard to tell. I think she's, like, um, 21 or so. I think that's, I think that's how old she is. I think she's, like, 21 at the end of it. Yeah, because she was, like, 15 or 16 when she got adopted by the mom, right? Yeah, I think she was... Say, saying that she was 13. Four, yeah. But she four, was actually 14 or 15, 15 or Yeah, something. 15. Yeah. yeah. And then she, she goes... And then, and then at one point, like, it was, like, three years or, like, a year later. Like, she didn't go... She didn't go to one of the championships one year, so she went yeah. the following year. Yeah. So then by, by the time she went to Vegas, like, two years had passed or something. Um, yeah. 
something like that because like her mom got sick so they didn't end up going right because her mother had hepatitis yes yeah it yeah i i liked when they went to mexico city i thought that that whole whole entire thing was awesome i like jumping from hotel to hotel it it's kind of it's a life on the road she craves the the normalcy of home but that gets boring too um it, I just thought that the sequences in Mexico City were so great. Just, just like when she went to the the zoo, and when she, you know, she goes around the hotel, which is just a gorgeous hotel. I wonder where that hotel is. Like, I loved all the yeah, sets. Yeah, the hotel, and then and even her mom having her little fling with with her pen pal was like really cute. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then uh, and Beth kind of like making friends and like you know kind of she has that like encounter is that is that the one where she has the encounter with Towns or is that when she's in that Vegas? was in Vegas that okay, was in okay. Vegas yeah yeah and and I mean and even her meeting like the Russians for the first time like in in Mexico City was um was I I kind of wish she had maybe another scene with with the Russian guy because mm-hmm. you know he definitely seemed intrigued by her and I felt like they could have had like a at least like a like a back and forth or something mm-hmm. or like a I don't know like like shared a vodka together after after the after the after a, a match or something I don't know like, <laughs> I don't I know. know I felt like we definitely deserved that scene <laughs> yeah because like because even though even though she made him out to be like this this crazy chess playing machine monster he he really didn't seem like like that bad of a dude. He was really just playing chess, and he was really good at it. And uh, and mm-hmm. I feel like they could have, like, you know, Beth Beth could be so hard headed that I feel like they could <laughs> they could have they could have really hit it up. They could have been like friends. <laughs> I I agree with you that I wanted more of this show. I I just crave it. I crave more. Like I just I I'll watch her do anything. I'll I'll watch these characters do anything. I. It's like seven seven episodes was just not long enough. I, I, you know, like, I just wanted it to go on forever. Maybe I should just read the book. <laughs> yeah, I'm very interested in reading the book now. Because, yes, I, I crave more. I want I want to know more. Um, I don't know when this book came out. But I do know that um, I found out that Heath Ledger, before he died, was going to direct a Queen's Gambit movie with Elliot Page in the lead role as Beth. Yes. And, like, this was supposed to happen, like, in 2007 or whatever when he died. Um, Really? Yes. And and it never ended up happening. Could you imagine? I mean... crazy. I just don't know how you would put something like this in a... I mean, you could could do a movie for sure. I'm glad this is a a miniseries, but... um, yeah, I mean, can you, I just. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it just seems like too much time passes and there's a lot of jumping around. I mean, someone could probably do it, but I feel like it's a lot, it, it's, it's a lot stronger, like as a miniseries, mm-hmm. like you can really delve into the characters. Um, the writers of this, we, we do have, we have two creators, which is Scott Frank and Alan Scott. Um, there's three writers I was looking, Scott Frank, you know, he did, he did, um, he did some good, good stuff more recently, like Godless. Um, he also wrote the screenplay for Logan. Which is very good. Yes. Um, very and a good. lot of other, like, 
good screenplays. Um, but then the other guy, Alan Scott, who's the co-creator as well, he wrote a ton of stuff, um, including the 1990 version of The Witches. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Which we just what? talked about uh, a few what? weeks back. Yes. No. No. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Love it. Oh my god. <laughs> Oftentimes, oh, I especially, that. I mean, I feel like with creators, we we kind of we overlap, and we also overlap actors. Like so many of these people are in so many other things that I love. Um, I, I love looking at like where actors came from and how they got their big break, and like and and how one writer worked on this, but then also worked on this, and and whether they're similar or vastly different. Like I love to see the connections between the things that people work on because there there are a lot of coincidences. Like, I mean, fuck, this guy wrote The Witches, which was (laughs) fucking crazy, amazing, scary. Like... (laughs) Yeah. A long time ago. I love it. 1990. I love it. 30 years ago. I get really weird about it online when people are like, the the person from this show is in this show, right? Where they go, like, with Thomas Brody Sangster, people are like, well, the kid from Love Actually is in this new show, The Queen's Gambit, as if he hasn't been around since then, like, doing other things that you maybe have seen him in, but you just didn't even notice. Like in, you know, Star Wars, for instance. You know, it's like, mm. you, you mm-hmm. s- I, I... I feel like because I'm looking for actors all the time, I I recognize them, especially British actors who are in... There's a finite amount of British actors, and they all come from the same kind of upbringing. And they all do all the same things. They're always intermingling. Like, ten of the people in the show are in, like... I could name a dozen other things. It's the same thing when we watched Emma. You know, they're so... They just recycle their people, like constantly. They just, they don't have any new people. They just, well, they bring them in and they just keep using them like over and over and over again, you know? Um, yeah. And yeah. if I feel like we're way more aware of them and I'm like way more, I see people's faces and I'm like, I know where you're from. I can tell, you know, where that person came from. And if, if I have to look it up, I have to look it up, but it happens so often. And I'm like, I just don't, I don't like it when people online are like comparing other people's roles and being like, did anybody know about this? This kid from, you know, Love Actually is in this show and he looks like David Spade. It's just hilarious. What 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 kid what kid were they talking about? Well, Thomas Brody Sangster, he's in Oh. You know, Love Actually. He's the little kid in Love Actually. Oh, well, I despise Love Actually, so I probably <laughs> wouldn't. I that would not that would not be where I would f- I would find him from. I would find him from um, Game of um, Thrones. Nanny McPhee. Nanny McPhee. Yep, he is a <laughs> Nanny McPhee. He like What's Nanny he been McPhee. doing all this time, Alessandra? He was a Nanny McPhee. He was in Game of Thrones. <laughs> he was in Star I'm joking. Wars. He was I'm in joking. Godless. He played. He I'm. Played- jo- I'm- Pulling your leg, dude. I I loved him in Godless. He played Whitey in Godless. I oh my god, he was so good. Justice <laughs> for Whitey, honestly. Yeah. 
justice for Whitey. Oh yeah. my gosh. He's also he's also famously um Ferb in Phineas and yes, Ferb. Yes, he is. That's um, right. Which you throw all of his other <laughs> filmography away. This is the most important. <laughs> That's the most important. That's yeah, I love it. Um do you think that Harry Melling, who played Harry Beltic, actually fixed his teeth? Because he had some really fucked up teeth um, when he was in, you know, everything else that he was in. More recently, mm-hmm. he was in a lot of stuff, like in that mm-hmm. Buster Scruggs and... Um, uh, I mean, I, I would assume so. I, I would assume. Um, he was also in something gotten... else recently. He was in... Buster, Buster Scruggs and also I'm gonna just look at his name again. But you Looks know, like he's in uh, his he, dark he was in Harry Potter. I seen that yet? As yes, Dudley Harry Potter. Oh, he's in the Old Guard as well that I saw more recently as well. Oh, the Old Guard. I didn't watch that one. Oh, yeah, he's also yeah. in the Devil All the Time. Yes, that's right. Also, yep. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. Yes. We did. Yes, he was the preacher that dropped all the spiders on his head. Yes. Yes, he did. So I wonder if he did fix his teeth because they looked like they were fixed in the show and he just got like more attractive. Like it was like, whoa. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Uh, I I guess. Yeah, he's he's a very handsome man. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at some of the uh, trivia. And, uh, and I thought this first one was very interesting. It says, uh, unlike a majority of movies and television shows depicting chessboards, the chessboards are always set up correctly in this series, and the chess games and positions are realistic. National Master Bruce Pendolfini and Grandmaster uh, Gary Kasparov acted as consultants for this series. That's great. Yeah. Could have fooled me. I had no idea, but that's it, great. That's that's really great attention to detail. <laughs> yes, it seems like this would be the show that would that would have that. I love that Netflix just like dumped all this money on these on these people, and we're like, here, have fun. Netflix Netflix really does does pick pick some good ones. Like like every every uh, every here and there, you know. They they also I I like well, how for every I every like... ten that they they put out, yes. one is good. Like that's kind of how it is, you know. I, I would agree. I would agree with that. Um, they also dump dump their money uh, into a lot of shit stuff, but uh, but yes, but yes. I'm gonna read this last uh, the the spoilers trivia down at the bottom. It says at the last scene Ooh. of the series, Beth looks at every inch the queen piece on the chessboard in an all white coat, trousers, and hat ensemble. Binder confirmed the intention behind the look, saying. The idea, of course, is to convey that she is now the queen on the chessboard, and the chessboard itself is the world. Ooh, I like that. I like that too. I, 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 I did think her her final outfit was very striking, and I and I just couldn't quite put my finger on. It. I was like, this is a very iconic look, and I just don't. <laughs> I, and, I, and I just like it. It's because she looks like a queen. <laughs> she looks like a queen, and then just and the and just it, with her red hair. I love that they gave her red hair because mm-hmm. I I love I love red hair. It's just so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Um, it is, especially with like greens. Oh, I love it with greens. <laughs> yep. Uh, let's see what else. I, I mean, I haven't really had a chance to look through the trivia, but if there was any you had seen, um, I, I mean, I was looking at them. I mean, they're just, they seem all pretty, pretty, 
pretty good. Um, oh, her mother, who I was going to po- point this out. Her oh. mother is it was played by Marielle Heller, who, yeah. uh, if you remember, she she directed um, a Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Amazing actress as well. I mean. Wow. (laughs) Isn't that great? Yeah. (laughs) She was really great. I know. Yeah, just. uh, That's cool. Yeah, I saw her name here and I was like, oh, I recognize that. She's a director. (laughs) That's cool. What else has she done? Just, Um, uh, you know, she's TV stuff and. She was in, uh, oh, she she directed uh, Diary of a Teenage Girl, which I haven't seen before, but um, I've heard of that movie. And Can You mm, Ever Forgive okay. Me as well. Can You Ever Forgive Me, that movie with... Um, oh, I liked that Melissa movie. McCarthy, yes, and Richard E. Grant. Yeah. I know, that was yeah. a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dang. Aren't you excited about that discovery I just made? Yes, I am. I'm very happy about that. I love that the more we watch, the more we get connected um, with this kind of stuff. I love it. Uh, Let's look at these uh, plot key words. If if chess is not in there, it's 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 fucked up. If if chess is not in here, then IMDb is wrong. (laughs) Um, Okay. Here we go. Ooh, I like these. Okay, we've got we've got addiction, chess, TV miniseries, girl power, orphanage. Done. That's that's it. There you go. Okay, well that sounds about right. Um, yeah, I'd say. And we don't we have we have some critic reviews, but we don't have any medic meta scores. Uh, it's just like a list of critic reviews, which I'm sure are all really it's good. All raving. We we so could we probably we could we could look at it. We could look at a couple. I'm going to look at the rotten tomatoes cuz that probably okay. will have, you know, the the clips. Um just type You know what? I'll I'll skim through the 1680 user reviews. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So according to the the viewers of Rotten Tomatoes, um which my Rotten Tomatoes is not letting me go to it. The average tomatoes, which is just the basic people, say they, they it's a 99% fresh. So that means, like, anybody. Um, Any Anyone and everyone will like it. Yes. Um, I, I think that, yeah, I think it says average audience score is, is 96, and the tomato meter is... 99. So the critics gave it a 99. <laughs> and the um the audience gave it a 96, which is, you know, high. <laughs> yeah, very high. Very good. Very very amazing. I I can't really see any little blurbs or anything, so I guess it's just <laughs> Yeah, the blurbs. Ugh. Yeah, we really don't have any blurbs. Okay. Right. Well, it is what it is. You heard all of our blurbs. The show's great. Yeah, I mean, uh, we said we, we said what we had to say. Um, also, I saw. Sorry to to completely derail. No, this no, go ahead. Whatever. Just, just very slight, very very slight derail. Um, I want to watch. I want us to watch and possibly talk about it on the podcast. Um, is there was like a there was like a Titanic miniseries, and I would uh-huh. I would like us to watch it. Let's do it. I'd like us to watch it. You know, you know who made that. 
Who? Julian what? Fellows Who? from Downton Abbey. So we have to watch it. Oh God! <laughs> I think it was called it was called like Titanic Blood and Steel or something. Yeah, we it's totally Julian Fellows, like soap opera on ice. Yes. Oh goodness! And and there was another one, wasn't? Isn't there another miniseries? It has a. The reason why I bring it up is because I was watching so random. Sorry, not so random. So weird. So weird. Um, and there was a guest. There was a guest star in it. Um, and I looked at this guy's filmography, and he was also in this Titanic show. And I was like, okay, you've, you you have spoken to me, IMDb, and uh, I will watch it. <laughs> 2012, Titanic, Blood and Steel. Um, just making sure Yes, it's by Julian Fellows here. Actually, it's not. It doesn't say. It, it does, I I might it be just wrong. Says the stars. Then right. then why did I think Julian Fellows did? I'm sorry, everybody. We are going down a rabbit hole of. I'm this. sorry. We, we we will take this. We will take this off podcast. Uh, let's <laughs> let's let's finish up. Let's, let's finish. Oh. If, if anyone knows what Titanic series we're talking about, please you can please. He did leave make us a Titanic a miniseries. He did. Okay, it's not what called Titanic called? Blood and Steel, but it's called Titanic. So it's another Titanic series from 2012. Wow. We're going to have to watch both of them. (laughs) Titanic. Okay, wait. 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 So what? What? How did you you find it? I looked up Julian Fellows. And then I'm going to his, his shit, which he's made a lot of stuff. So. Okay. Well, we'll find it. Uh, we will find it. We will watch it. We'll talk about it. Um, <laughs> but this, this is it for Queen's Gambit uh, today. If you, if you enjoyed this show and you just wanna, you just wanna tell us how much you loved it, you can leave us a comment on SoundCloud or Facebook. Just search "All by the Popcorn." Um, if you'd like to rate and review um, the "All by the Popcorn" podcast, that would really help us out. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Uh, we're also on Spotify. Um, if that is something that you would prefer to listen to us on, we just got added to that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And, uh, if you want to send us any suggestions for any future episodes that we talk about, I mean, movies, shows, anything, like, just, just let us know. Or if you just want to say hi, you can email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. Please do not email allbythepopcorn at gmail.com. It, we are locked out of it and are not able to get in. So please do not email that one. Um... <laughs> And uh, if you need notifications on the future episodes that we release, you can follow our Twitter, which is at by the popcorn, and our Instagram at all by the popcorn podcast. And uh, we also have merch, which is perfect for this holiday season. Get your get your friend or loved one the thing they want most, which is all by the popcorn merch. Um, <laughs> and uh, and. We also got a YouTube page. Search All By The Popcorn Podcast and subscribe to that. We're not really using it at the moment, uh, but we do plan to use it in the future once we know how to. Uh, Yeah. So stay tuned for that. But thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will talk to you guys in the next one. All right. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.